0: You are listening to RudolfSteinerAudio.com If you are listening to the podcast of this it is located at RudolfSteiner.Podbean.com Please consider becoming a patron As well there are two publishing houses SteinerBooks.org in America and RudolfSteinerPress.com in England who are the sole publishers of Steiner into English and have given me permission to do these recordings Please consider patronizing them as well This is a reading of a compilation of lectures by Rudolf Steiner entitled The Festivals and Their Meaning. This is Lecture 28. It is the seventh lecture in the subsection on Michaelmas. It is entitled The Creation of a Michael Festival Out of the Spirit, an Extract, given in Berlin on the 23rd of May, 1923. In the first period after the great Atlantean catastrophe, people lived in intimate connection with the spirit, each human being could be told the nature of his karma according to the moment of his birth. At that time, astrology was not the dilettantism it often is today, but was instead a living participation in the deeds of the stars. And this living participation revealed through the mysteries how each human being had to live. Astrology had a living significance for each individual human being. Then came a time about the 6th, 5th, and 4th centuries before Christ, in which people no longer experienced the secrets of the starry heavens, but experienced instead the course of the year. What do I mean by this? People knew through immediate perception that the earth is not the coarse lump modern geology sees it to be. No plants could grow on the earth if it were what geology imagines. Even less could animals or human beings appear on it. This would be quite impossible. For according to geologists, the earth is a mineral, and there can be direct growth out of the mineral realm only when the whole cosmos works upon it, when there is a connection with the whole universe. In ancient times, people knew something that today must once more be learned, that the earth is an organism and has a soul. You see, this earth soul also has its particular destiny. Suppose that it is winter, Christmas time, or the time of the winter solstice. Then the soul of the earth is completely united with the earth. For when the earth is decked with snow, when, as it were, a frosty cloak envelops it, then the earth soul is united with the earth, rests within its interior. Then we also find that the soul of the earth Resting within the earth sustains the life of countless elemental spirits. The modern naturalistic conception, which thinks that the seeds sown in autumn simply lie there until next spring, is quite false. The elemental spirits of the earth must preserve the seeds throughout the winter. This is all connected with the fact that the soul of the earth is united with the body of the earth throughout the time of winter. Let us take the opposite season, midsummer time. Just as we breathe in the air and exhale it, so that it is alternately within us and outside us, so does the earth inhale its soul during the winter. And at St. John's Tide, at the height of summer, the soul of the earth has been entirely exhaled into the wide reaches of the cosmos. The body of the earth is then, as it were, empty of the earth's soul which shares in the events of the wider cosmos, such as the course of the stars. For this reason, winter mysteries existed in ancient times, in which could be experienced the union of the earth-soul with the earth. There were summer mysteries, too, in which it was possible to perceive the secrets of the universe. When the soul of the initiate followed the soul of the earth out into the cosmic spaces, and experienced its union with the stars. Old traditions still alive today can show that people used to be conscious of such things. Long ago, it was actually here in Berlin, I often used to spend some time with an astronomer who was very well known, and was adamantly opposed to the very inconvenient idea that the Easter festival should fall on the Sunday immediately after the first full moon of spring. He thought it terrible that it did not fall each year, let us say, on the first Sunday of April. It was, of course, useless to try to convince him otherwise, for what underlay it was this. Easter falls each year on a different date. A frightful confusion comes about in the debit and credit of account books. The movement against this disturbance and disorder had even assumed quite large proportions. I have mentioned here before that on the first page of account books one generally finds the words, in quotes, with God, whereas the things contained in such books are not, as a rule, exactly with God. In the times in which the Easter festival was fixed, according to the Course of the Stars, the first Sunday after the spring full moon was dedicated to the sun. There was still the consciousness that the soul of the earth dwells within the earth during the winter and is out in the cosmic spaces during midsummer time, while in spring it is emerging and ascending toward the cosmos. The spring festival, the Easter festival, cannot therefore be fixed on a particular day in accordance with earthly things alone but must take into account the constellations of the stars. A deep wisdom lies in this, which originated in an age when people were still able to perceive the spiritual nature of the year's course through an ancient instinctive clairvoyance. We must come to perceive this once more. We can, in a certain sense, if we grasp the tasks of the present time and connect them with what we have discussed and studied together here. On several occasions I have stated that amongst the spiritual beings with whom we are united every night, the archangels with whom we speak, are beings who are the ruling spiritual powers for a particular period of time. During the last third of the 19th century, the Michael period began, in which the spirit designated in writings as Michael has become most important for the concerns of human civilization. Such things repeat themselves periodically. In ancient times, something was known about all these spiritual processes. The old Hebrew period spoke of Yahweh, but it always spoke of the, quote, countenance of Yahweh or Jehovah, close quote. And by countenance, it meant the archangels, who were actually the mediators between Yahweh and the earth. And when the Jews were awaiting the Messiah on earth, They knew that the Michael period had arrived, in which Michael was the mediator for Christ's activity on earth. But they misunderstood this in its deeper connection. Since the 70s of the 19th century, the time has once more come on earth in which the Michael force is the ruling spiritual power in the world. The time has come when we must understand how to introduce the spiritual element into our actions and form our life in accordance with the Spirit. We serve Michael when we do not conduct our life merely on a material basis, but become conscious that Michael, whose mission it is to overcome the lower Aramonic forces, must be our genius in the evolution of civilization. He can achieve this if we remember how we can link ourselves again in a spiritual sense to the course of the seasons. The fact that we can unite the festival of the resurrection of Christ Jesus with the spring festival is an expression of the deep wisdom inherent in the whole world process. The historical connection between them, as I have often stated, is absolutely correct. The spring festival, that is, the Easter festival, can only fall on a different day each year because it is something that is seen from the outer world. It is only we on earth who have the narrow-minded conception that time flows on in a consistent and continuous way that every hour is just as long as another. We determine time mathematically by our earthly means alone, whereas the cosmic hour of the real spiritual world is endowed with life. One cosmic hour is not like another but shorter or longer than another. Hence we will always err if we try to determine by earthly means what should be determined from a heavenly standpoint. The Easter festival is rightfully determined in accordance with the heavens. What is the nature of this festival? It is the festival that should remind us and once did remind people in the most living manner that a divine being descended to the earth and took his dwelling in the human being Jesus of Nazareth during the time in which mankind was approaching ego evolution in order that human beings might find their way back in the right way through death into spiritual life. This I have often described. In the Easter festival, in the mystery of Golgotha, we contemplate death and the immortality which follows it. We look at this springtime festival in the right way when we say, The Christ has strengthened man's immortality through his own victory over death. But we human beings truly understand the immortality of Christ Jesus only when we acquire this understanding during our life on earth. That is, if we awaken to life within our souls our connection with the mystery of Golgotha, and are able to free ourselves from the materialistic conception which tries to take away from it all that is spiritual. Quote. Today the Christ is hardly taken into consideration, but only Jesus, the simple man of Nazareth. To admit that the mystery of Golgotha contains a spiritual mystery in the midst of earth existence, the death and resurrection of the God, would be enough to make people blush before their own scientific knowledge. Yet, when we do experience this in a spiritual manner, we also prepare ourselves to experience the spiritual aspects of other things. It is for this reason so important for people nowadays to gain the possibility of experiencing, above all, the entirely spiritual nature of the mystery of Golgotha. They will then be able to experience other spiritual things, will find through the mystery of Golgotha the paths leading into the spiritual worlds. Through the mystery of Golgotha we can then understand the resurrection and have a deep and heartfelt experience of it while still alive. This enables us to pass through death in the right way. The mystery of Golgotha should teach us to invert the relationship between death and resurrection so that we experience resurrection inwardly Within the soul during life. And so that, after having experienced this inner resurrection in our soul, we may go through death in the right way. This experience is the exact opposite of the Easter experience. At Easter, we should submerge ourselves in Christ's death and resurrection. But as human beings, we must be able to unite with the soul's resurrection, so that our risen human soul may go through death in the right way. Just as in the spring we acquire the true Easter feeling by seeing how the plants spring up and bud, how nature reawakens to life and overcomes winter's death, so we are able to acquire another feeling when we have experienced summer in the right spirit and know that the soul has ascended into cosmic spaces. As we approach autumn, as September and the autumn equinox are drawing near, as the leaves which were shooting so green and fresh in the spring now turn yellow and brown and wither away, as the trees stand there almost bare of their leaves, we feel that nature is dying. Yet we understand the fading of nature when we look closer at this process of dying and decay, when we think of the mantle of snow which will soon cover the earth, and realize that the soul of the earth is withdrawing again into the earth and will be fully within the earth once midwinter has come. It is possible to experience this autumn season just as intensely as we experience spring. Just as we can experience the death and resurrection of the God in the Easter season in spring, so we can experience in the autumn the resurrection of the human soul during our life on earth, which enables us to go through death in the right way. We must also understand what it means for us and for our age that the soul of the earth is exhaled at midsummer into the far reaches of the cosmos, is there united with the stars, and then returns. He who fathoms the secrets of the earth's journey during the course of the year will know that The Michael force now descends with the returning nature forces, which it did not do in former centuries. As autumn approaches and the leaves begin to fall to earth, we can therefore now go forward to meet the descent of Michael's power from the clouds. Yes, there is a Michael day in the calendars, and Michaelmas is a country festival. Yet we shall not experience the present spiritually in such a way as to link human events on earth with nature's events, until we understand again the year's course and establish such festivals of the year as were established in the past through the dreamlike clairvoyance of ancient peoples. The year was understood in ancient times through insight into mysteries such as I could only refer to in passing today, the festivals of Christmas, Easter and Midsummer, St. John, were founded. Nowadays we give each other presents at Christmas and do certain other things as well. But I have often spoken in the Christmas and Easter lectures I have given here of how very little people still receive today from these festivals, how everything has taken on a traditional, external form. But when the festivals which we celebrate without understanding are again understood our spiritual understanding of the year's course will give us the strength to establish a festival which has real significance only for our present age. This will be the Michael Festival. It will be a festival in the last days of September, when autumn approaches, the leaves wither, the trees grow bare and nature faces death, just as it arises in new budding life at Easter time. At this time, we can experience through the dying back of nature how the soul of the earth descends and unites with it, bringing Michael out of the clouds. When we acquire the strength to establish such a festival out of the Spirit, a festival that brings with it once more a feeling of fellowship into our social life, then we shall have founded something in our midst which has the Spirit at its source, more important than all other reflections on social conditions, which can only lead to results in our present chaotic conditions if they include the spirit, would be this that a number of people with understanding for these things should come together to institute on earth, in accord with the cosmos, a Michael festival. This autumn festival would be a worthy counterpart to the Easter festival. If people could take the initiative and found a festival whose source arises only in the spiritual world, but which can kindle feelings of fellowship among human beings, a festival whose immediacy and reality would be created through the fresh, full power of the human heart, then something would come into being which can unite people once more in the social realm. In the past, festivals used to bind human beings strongly together, Just think, for instance, of all that has been done and said and thought in connection with festivals for the whole of civilization. All of it entered physical life through festivals established directly out of the spirit. If people could take the initiative to establish a Michael festival worthy of the name during the last days of September, this would be a most significant deed. But they would have to find the courage within themselves, not merely to discuss such things as external social reforms, but to do something that connects the earth with the heavens, that reconnects physical with spiritual conditions. If the spirit was led down once more into earthly conditions, this would give humanity a mighty impetus and impulse for the continuation of all life and civilization there is naturally no time to describe to you the scientific, religious and artistic experiences which could arise, just as in the ancient festivals, through such a new festival being established in a great and worthy way out of the spirit. How much more important it would be than all the social tirades of today to create such a festival out of the spiritual world. For what would it mean Does it not mean a great deal for an insight into the inner nature of the human being, if we can fathom a person's way of thinking or truly understand his words? And if today we can fathom the whole influence of the universe when autumn approaches, if we can read and decipher all the signs of its countenance, if we can draw upon its forces and work creatively with them, then the establishment of such a festival would reveal not only the will of human beings but also the will of the spiritual world then the spirit would dwell once more among mankind the end of lecture 28